Welcome to the Life Point Church Podcast. We hope this message blesses and inspires you to reach God's purpose for your life. What's up, Life Point? How you guys doing? Everybody good? God bless you. Thank you for being in the house today. It matters, right? There's no better way to celebrate independence, in my opinion, than being in the house of God. And uh, I don't... I know people are traveling, we're not going to worry about that, but I know there's a thousand other things that you could be doing right now. We live in vacation land, I understand that, and uh, you're not at the beach, you came here to worship God. So thank you for being here, it matters all the time that you're here. Let me welcome everybody joining us online, wherever you're at, God bless you guys, we're so excited that you have taken some time to tune in on your very, very busy weekend, and the same to you guys in the house, it matters. One more time, let's give it up for Jesus and everything that he has done and is doing and is going to do. We're excited about what he's going to do, right? And I'm thrilled about that. I want to take just a couple minutes to say happy 4th of July to you. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have hot dogs for you. We don't have anything like that. We've got the word of God for you. And that's what we're going to give to you. But I do want to stop and celebrate and help you understand something. I think occasionally we forget. Oh, July 4th, everybody remembers. Right? It's Independence Day. Oh, praise God, you know, for that. But, man, i got to... I got a FaceTime message from my friend Tom Yang today. Most of you, many of you, know his brother Hong, who's been with us. Dr. Hong Yang has been here many times. Tom is his younger brother, younger, calmer brother. If you know Hong, you know what I, you know what I mean. They're opposite personalities, both brilliant in different ways. But Tom actually just FaceTimed me, and I, I knew who it was immediately because it's got this eight six and then like a thousand numbers behind it. And uh, man, I just picked it up. It's so good to see his face. And he didn't hold back any punches. He just went straight in and said, hey, we love you guys. We're praying for the church there. Let me tell you something. That's humbling, knowing that the persecuted church is praying for us. Like he called us by name, Life Point Church. He knows, like we're great friends. But to say, hey, he's a gospel fugitive, by the way, right, pastoring many churches underground, not just one, but many all around Beijing and some different provinces and underground seminaries. And, I mean, this guy's a, a legend for the gospel of Jesus. And he said, hey, we're, we're praying for you. And I said, bro, <laughs> let me tell you, we're praying for you. And, uh, man, it's just exciting. So it just reminded me on this week that how, how blessed we are and what a privilege it is to be able to walk into the house of God. No fear of persecution or beating or arrest. We've got total freedom. You could stand outside and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you should. But you should tell your neighbors and your friends and your family all the time. Why? Because we're free to do so. We're free to do so. Don't ever forget it. Take full advantage of it because who knows how long that will last. Uh, let me tell you uh, one more thing. I know this is uncomfortable for some of you. I, I get it. But I, I want to just recognize our, our military family in here. If you're a veteran, if you're a veteran, would you stand up? Active duty. Come on, Kevin, don't get out. You got to get out. Thank you, guys. Thank you, all of you. We love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Thank you. A thousand thank yous. Uh, you've heard me say it often. I get to do what I do for a living because you guys do and have done what you do for a living. So thank you for your, your sacrifice. Listen, we're kicking off a brand new series today. It's about the names of God. And you can't really talk about the names of God without talking about the attributes of God. Right? They kind of go hand in hand. And I want you to open up your Bibles if you've got a Bible. And if you've got a notepad or a device that you take notes on, that might be the best way to go about it. It's going to be a little bit different style for me today. I don't typically do real teachy type of stuff. This is teaching 
and we're going to get to it. I try to teach you something every week, but I'm more of a natural preacher, a proclaimer than I am a teacher. Uh, but we're going to teach a few things today, not just today, we're going to give an overview of kind of where we're heading in this series. Names are important, right? My name is Richard, Richard Allen Witter. Don't call me Allen, please. Um, yes, my initials are R-A-W, raw, right? So... So if I ever, ever started like a, a LLC or an Inc, I'll be like Raw Ministries Inc, you know what I mean? It could be pretty cool. But um, it means something. Richard actually means conqueror, but I don't like walk around like I'm a conqueror, you know? <laughs> so it doesn't really mean anything like that. My wife's name in Chinese means precious jade, right? That's cool. She is a precious jade. I went all the way to China to harvest Precious jade, people. <laughs> I've got some in my jewelry box, and I've got some in my heart with her, and uh, she is special. And uh, our daughter Grace, of course, means that. Some people like we, we named her Grace because of the grace of God. I've told you this before. Some people are like Grace Kelly. I'm like, no, the grace of God. And let me tell you something. Get it right, people. <laughs> Don't you dare try to connect her with a Hollywood movie star. <laughs> it's the grace of God. But names are names are important, right? But, but for us, they're not like everything, right? We just, but we take some time. I mean, there's like books. If you're going to have a baby, some of you might be with child in this place, and you got like, you go online and just look up all the possible names, uh, right? We got the Laredo family over here. They got three young boys, right? Josiah, Matthew, and Emmanuel. Emmanuel sitting right there. God with us in the house right now. <laughs> and so they picked those. Those are strong biblical names right there, right? And, and we think about those things and how important it is, right? And, it, and it's great, but with God, it's, it's even more important that we understand and that we unpack these things. And how many of you have ever done a study on the names of God, the attributes of God, a few of you, right? Let me, one more time, let me see old school church people. Where are you at, old school? Old school. Remember, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, Eliono Adonai, right? Some of you guys know that, and you're like, what in the world? Are we going to sacrifice a lamb in here or something? Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's just like this whole thing, right? And that was like a whole period of time when we wrote this, and then all of a sudden, it's 2021, and Maverick City drops a song called Gyra. How many of you are listening to Jaira, right? Some of you are singing, you have no idea what it means. You're like, Jaira, you are enough, right? That's what exactly what it means, Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, our provider. He's enough. And until you understand that he is enough for you, you'll never be happy in life because you'll always be trying to fill your bank account and get a new car and these things. And they're all nice. All that stuff's fine, but they never fill, right, until you understand Jehovah Jireh. And the Lord, our provider, that God is sufficient in himself and that he wants you to understand more about him every single day. And so as we walk life and we journey through life, a lot of times we have to step into places that we don't have experience with. And so we step into that place and we need, we need the peace of God, but really our life's been pretty peaceful. You know what I mean? Up until, up until now, maybe you've just had, your parents had a little bit of money, so you've never had real strife. You always had a car, and anytime there was a, a trouble, that you, you just had enough money to take care of it. But then something comes in your life, and it just becomes chaotic, and you actually need God or Jehovah Shalom to show up so that you will understand the peace that passes all understanding that it can only come from God. That's, you can't explain it. You can't buy it. You can't manufacture it. It's the peace of God. It's God himself that there is a special dispensation of grace and mercy that comes with knowing him. And he just wants us to know him. He just wants us to know him because as we know him, we'll love him more. To know him is to love him, to get into his word 
is, is to just, it, it just, man, it, it does something. It's like, man, you get in a little bit, and then you want more, and it just happens. So we understand that the names are important, and there's a bunch. We're not going to be able to just wrap everything up. We can't do that. There's no way we'd be talking about this the rest of our lives. But we do want to unpack a few things, and today I want to kind of give you the overview Proverbs 18, just real quick, tells us that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are saved. Right? Anybody remember that old song from church? That's a song, too. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are saved. I'm the only one that knows that one. Just more churchy than you guys, I guess. I was raised in church all the way. But here's here's the thing that I want you to get, is that we have the ability the capacity to learn more about God. We've been talking about that in a sin series, that there's a capacity to do wrong, to sin, but there is a capacity to live for the Lord. And as you live for the Lord and as you seek him out and the knowledge of him comes, our capacity grows. And so there is a capacity to know more about him to help us walk through this life. Tony Evans, a great pastor in Texas, said, one name by itself cannot fully represent God's majesty and power. It's just too big. It's just too big. He's just too big for us. So I want to go back to Genesis. First book of the Bible, first verse of the Bible says, in the beginning, God. Oh, God. That's enough right there, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When we see this word, God, we, sh- we see him show up on the scene out of nowhere and, and you're not going to figure out creation, by the way. I'm not going to be able to under, help you understand creation fully today. But I want you to understand a little bit deeper, just deeper about it, that we put our faith in him and trust that he created the heavens and the earth. God, right? The word here, the Hebrew word is Elohim. Elohim, God. Now what you have to understand about this word El and then Elohim together is like God a creator or the mighty one. He created all of this as we'll see in Genesis chapter 1. But we also understand that it's, it's plural, right? So immediately in the original language, the Hebrew text, we understand that it's plural, that God is a trinity. Again, very tough to understand. One God, three persons, namely the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? So just... Bear with me. But Elohim, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Now, I'm not going to read all through chapter 1 today. I'm going to skip all the way down to the last verse, verse 31, and say, Then Elohim, God, looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. Why? Because God doesn't make junk. Some of you think that you're junk and that you're not special. That's a lie from the enemy to get you off course. You're very special. Otherwise, God would not have created you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the scripture tells us if you will seek him with your whole heart, you will find him. And you will step into that as you're wholeheartedly seeking him. You will step into that destiny and purpose that he has for you. But the Lord God looked over, or God looked over all he had made and saw that it was very good. And the evening passed and the morning came, marking the sixth day, creation. I'm talking about birds of the air, right? The fish in the sea, separated the land, the stars in the sky, the moon, all of this beautiful stuff. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I listen to people talk about, the, you know, just, just said, oh, it just appeared. And it, no. <laughs> I've been to the Louvre Museum in, in Paris, and I've seen these wonderful paintings, masterpieces, right, sculptures, just beautiful art. And just to think, well, well why couldn't they have just gone boof? 
and come into Of course, it doesn't make any sense, right? And we understand that there is a designer of this thing, and his name is God, Elohim, Jehovah. And it's important that we get this deep inside of us. And so that root word El there, El, from Elohim, right? God creator, the mighty one who makes all of this happen, who speaks it into existence, is also the same word uncapitalized for other gods, El. Capital E-L, Elohim, is Jehovah God. But how many of you know there's some other gods out there that people put in our lives? In fact, we'll see in just a few minutes in the Ten Commandments that it says not to do that, not to place any gods before Jehovah God, right? We have to get this right. But understand this. In Genesis chapter 1, 30 times Elohim is mentioned. 30 times it says God. God. So we're talking about God of the Bible, God the creator, and, and, and the plurality of it, and the trinity, and everything in action, and it's perfect, and it's mentioned over 2,000 times, well over 2,000 times in scripture. We are talking about the most high God. Now jump over to Genesis chapter 2 real quick. After creation, right? So the creation of the heavens and the earth, verse 1, and everything in them was completed. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all of his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was a day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of creation and all the heavens and the earth, and the man and the woman in Eden. When the Lord God, you see a slight shift there. It's a slight shift. If you're not careful, you just Jump right over it, because it's, it's no longer just Elohim, right? Things shifted for us, and to help us in our understanding, when the Lord God made the heavens, right, the earth and the heavens, when the Lord God, so now we have a new word that comes in, Yahweh, Yahweh. How many of you have ever heard of this word before? Oh, wow. Okay, churchy people. <laughs> I see you churchy people out there. <laughs> when Yahweh Elohim, right, made the heavens and the earth. And we get this, we begin to understand a little bit more. We, we we're going to unpack this in just a minute. Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Yahweh Elohim formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and man became the living person. That's why he is Elohim. That's why he is Yahweh, because nobody else can do this. Nobody else can breathe life into existence. We model that in a sense when we do CPR, right? But we can't just create things out of nothing. Well, that word there is ex nihilo, out of nothing, right? God just went boom, and everything came into existence, and it's important but the reason that we're unpacking this today is because God's name helped us to understand him. Now, if you're smarter than me and you have some lofty thing, like in your mind, to try to, you can figure it out better than me, then praise God. But I need help understanding him because he's so big. I need help. I'm a simpleton. God's names help us understand him. Life can change instantly. I saw, I saw that last week, two weeks ago. We experience him in new ways. You might need peace. You might need supply. You might need healing. Whatever you need, God can supply. 
So it's essentially the same thing I said earlier about Jairo, right? He is enough. So we get this. But, but moving that and moving into these spaces, most of us don't want to go through hard times, right? We don't, we don't want to be in want, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And yet we do want, right? I have, I have no need in my life, one version says, if we understand that. See, the, 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 the reason something comes inside of us is, oh, he is my supply. He is sufficient. Everything is okay when I understand that he has my life. Not everything is perfect. People aren't perfect. Life isn't perfect. You can't escape disappointment in life. However, I understand him as the provider for me. Grace, mercy, peace, truth, hope, all of these wonderful things that we talk about all of the time. And so it helps us to understand in the series we're going to break apart some of these names. We're going to talk about the Lord our banner, right, and the Lord our righteousness, Jehovah's Sidkenu, things that you maybe have not talked about before. And then we're going to get down to Jaira because everybody wants to get there later on in the series. But I think we failed. We failed. I think we failed in society. And I think we failed inside of the church. And here's what I want to say. I think we've, we've lost the reverence. I don't know what happened. I don't know where it happened. Right? I know in the old tabernacle days, right, they tied a bell onto the guy in a rope. And if he went in and the bell stopped ringing, they dragged him back out, right? And then Jesus came away and he split the veil that all of us could walk in. And, and then maybe immediately because of the access that we had, things started dumbing down. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we will dumb this down to a checklist and a cup of coffee. I like coffee as much as the next person. I'm been drinking it since 2.45 this morning. But if we dumb it down to just that, something is off. And you're like, I didn't come here. I came here to hear an independence message today. This is an independence message. And we will be liberated from ourselves. We've lost the awe. Elohim. Ever just walk out of the stars? You're like, What? The moon, like sometimes it's so bright, you know what I'm talking about? And it's just, for some reason, it just gets so clear and you're just maybe at the beach and it's just like, what? I, can, I feel like I can just reach out and grab the stars and God holds all of this in his hand. It says that his hand spans the universe. My goodness, have we forgot how big he is? And then he looks down in all of his majesty, looks all the way down. He keeps boom, 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 coming in, zooming in, zooming in. And he looks down and he sees me and says, I want you. And we forgot. We forgot, I think. And we casually throw his name out. And we failed. And the Lord has been dealing with me and myself. I, I didn't think that I took the Lord's name in vain because I didn't say GD and I don't say, you know, Jesus when something goes wrong. But he was dealing with me in another area. And I'll tell you this. I'm being transparent and I'm repenting in front of you guys in that when Good things happen to me, like just casually good things, right? We have wonderful, it's a season of provision. I love Homestead because, you know, we get mangoes. Right? You got little mangoes? If you pay for mangoes, you don't have any friends in Homestead. Right? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. 
But the Lord dealt with me, and it, and it came as I was preparing these messages over the last couple weeks. And we got some mangoes, and I went, thank you, Jesus. I, like, kind of meant it. I was like, thank you, Jesus, but it was very, very casual. And the Lord, in that moment, began to deal with me. And so now I'm in a process of retraining my mind. Literally retraining because my speech has been so casual that I'll just throw up a hallelujah, right? Let's go get tacos for lunch. Hallelujah. What, what's, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me that I have downgraded his name to, to, yes, yes, but I need to be out of the sincerity of my heart, out of the awe of speaking the name of Jesus or the name of God. That needs to be the serious business of heaven, church. And yes, if you're saying GD, stop it. And if you're saying the name of Jesus, like casually when something goes wrong, stop it. The Jewish, in Jewish tradition, they don't even write out the name of God for fear that something, they might get struck by lightning or something. And I don't want this to be so terrifying. I just want us to get it right, right? Because what is the standard? Holiness. Holiness is the standard. We've lost the awe. Exodus chapter 20. Hang on tight. When God gave law to the people, the Ten Commandments, right? The covenant community. And God gave all the people the instructions. Verse 1 in chapter 20. He said, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other gods before me. I love how that's number one. And we understand that. that's a whole other message. But if you understand, like, all the other ones fall under that one. So if you get so mad that you want to kill somebody, that anger has become your God for that moment. You must not have any other gods before me. You must not make for yourself an idol or kind of image of anything in the heavens of the earth and the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, and the jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods, I lay the sins of the parents upon the children, and the entire family is affected, even the children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments. Come on, check this out. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Now, nobody in here wants to be punished by God. <laughs> Nobody's here like, we got a sign-up sheet out, out in the lobby if you want to sign up to be punished by God. Right? Nobody's that. Nobody would want that. However, we're sitting here today and we're reading this. It said this. Now, if you look at a different version, it said, you should not take the name of God in Vain. So what does vain mean? Vain really means like hollow or empty or worthless. That's when we just start throwing it up for taco's sake, right? Or mangoes or anything casual like that. It, it, it's, it's, something is wrong with us. But when God gave this instruction to the people there, somehow we've distanced ourselves from that and say, hey, that's Old Testament. It doesn't matter anymore and those things aren't important. No, that is wrong. That is absolutely wrong. It is still true for all of us who follow God today. If you call yourself a disciple of Jesus, a Christian, a follower of Christ Jesus, all of that, then you need to understand this. And we can't just dumb it down only to words either. Because actions speak louder than words, right? 
So if we're going to wear the label, if we're going to mark ourselves as Christ followers, as Christians, as little Christ, right? If we're going to do that, disciples, if we're going to do that, then we need to represent the name of Christ in the best way possible. And certainly verbally in all vain, right? Jesus talked about how, how she would pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy. That's a whole, whole separate thing there. The holiness of God's name. Holy be your name. Your name is holy. How dare, this is Jesus, the son of God, God himself, fully God, fully man. When we see this happening, like something comes over and he says, man, I want to get it right. And I want to teach all these. Pray like this, Jesus said. Pray like this when you pray. And somehow along the way, we've, we've downplayed the importance of names. And if it's not careful, we will translate this idea all the way to the name of God, Right? Again, we need the names of God, but we also need the understanding of who he is. And we honor him, and we want to experience him in all these ways. And we've come a long way, but in some ways we've come far from him. Acts chapter 4, hang with me. I know I'm jumping around today. That's not my typical style. Acts chapter 4, real quick, let me catch up. Day of Pentecost, right? In Acts chapter 1, 8, Jesus leaves and he says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses, right? And he goes on, on down the line. In Acts chapter 2, the 120 people are in the upper room and they're waiting and they're praying for days on end. The power of the Holy Spirit comes and fills them to do the work of the ministry. They go out and do that. In chapter 3, Peter and John are on their way to church, right? They're on their way to the synagogue and there's a man at the gate and says, hey, do you guys have some money, silver and gold? Have I none? But such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Remember the series we did, Can't Stop, Won't Stop? How many of you were here for Can't Stop, Won't Stop? Right? So this is that story there. So they go on, they get themselves in trouble because he heals him. The man goes and begins to testify, and they see this, and they're like, what's going on here? So in chapter 4, Peter and John are in front of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish leaders of the time, and he's saying this. He's saying, they're saying, hey, you better shut up. You better stop talking about Jesus. I think they knew inside of them already, you know what I mean? I think they already know because it's written on our hearts. If you don't know, if you're just walking around trying to do your own thing and you feel that little heartburn, I'm not talking about from eating too much salsa. I'm talking about like the heartburn of the conviction of the Holy Spirit that says, don't go that way. When you feel that, that's the Lord dealing with you in this thing. It's written on our hearts that there is a Savior who loves us, who has called us to a path of obedience. Now, Acts chapter 4, Peter says this. You think I'm going to stop talking about Jesus? Do you really think that's going to happen? And then we said in the series, can't stop, won't stop, right? And he literally says that in one translation. Acts 4.10, and they said, by, by wh wh where did this power come from? Where did it come from? Is it you guys? What is it? There's some kind of something going on. And this is what Peter says. Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. Let me clearly state to you that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something because a lot of you forgot there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. I wish we'd start activating that in a different way. 
When you get on the highway and you say the name of the Lord in vain, that's not the right way. When somebody says, man, I'm not feeling very good, how about I pray for you? I don't want to pray for anybody because you're scared. I don't know what you're scared of. They're waiting on you to pray in the name of Jesus that their body will be healed. Imagine, imagine what would happen if you went into your workplace with this kind of attitude instead of the attitude of just flippantly saying the name of God. That we would go in there, walk in, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, ready to pray for people and actually believing that things are going to be different. Now, the boss might say, hey, you're going to have to tone down the name of Jesus. Then you're going to have a, a thing in your life. You're going to two choices, right? Okay or can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> it's one or the other. You're going to have to navigate that. And that's easy for me to say because I get to say that from the pulpit every Sunday. <laughs> So Peter and John, they're brought before this. This is serious business. Now, verse 11 says this. For Jesus is the one referred to in scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And here's the thing. is like maybe you've been in church a little while or not a long while, but you're still churchy. You're, you're, you're more churchy than you know. And by the way, we should be churchy, right? We're a church, right? like a little too churchy. Well, we're a church. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? <laughs> what if I said this? He, he's the alpha and the, oh, look at how churchy you are, right? The beginning and the, oh, you're super churchy, right? The lion and the lamb. Okay. So, see what I'm saying? We know, but we've dumbed it down. I don't want to. Yes, here. It's got to be here. And I think this is what Peter's saying to these guys here. He's like, man, you, you got to hear. You already knew all this. You've got the, the whole scripture, the Torah right in front of you. It's literally right there, and you, you guys are missing it. You're missing it. But the same comes all the way down here to this day, July 4, 2021. And then I'm saying, well, don't miss it. Don't miss it. I'm not talking about just the misuse. I'm talking about missing it, of understanding who God is, who he wants to be in your life and through your life, that we would actually live for him. Because you're either going to put him as the chief cornerstone or you're going to fall over him every single day. Because he's not going anywhere. Check out verse 12. Oh, you got to love Simon Peter. There was salvation in no one else. <laughs> God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Oh, you need to go to Dr. So-and-so. They know. Yes, go to the doctor. God can use doctors. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> man, we're so quick to give out medical advice and things like that. I wish we'd be that quick to give out holy advice. This word salvation really goes back to Psalm 118 way back, which Peter had just quoted when he said the chief cornerstone. It's the salvific nature of Psalm 18 is, is it's prevalent. It's all through there. It's the theme of it. In Psalm 18 verse 21, it's not on the screen. Just listen to it. Listen to this. The psalmist wrote, I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The New Living Translation says, and thank you for becoming my salvation. 
The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day that the Lord has made. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Bless him. What name are you coming with? What name are you coming by? When you walk into work, what is it? What is it? Let me tell you something. There should be a little bit of angst. There should be a little tension when you walk in a room full of unbelievers. There should be. Now, when you walk in there like, oh, here comes the holy roller. So I don't know if I'm holy yet, but listen, I'm trying. I'll tell them straight to their face. When they're like, oh, I'm, I dropped the F-bomb. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, you should be. You should be. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord God is shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with the cords of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God. I will exalt you. Right? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But check this out. Because on judgment day, we talk about this this scripture all the time, this passage, Matthew chapter 7. There's going to be a scrambling for people who know the name of the Lord, right? But don't know the Lord. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a mad scramble, right? I mean, literally, we see it. Matthew seven twenty one. Listen to this: Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On Judgment Day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name. And perform many miracles in your name, but I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who breaks the laws. Take you, you do whatever you want with this today. Or see the law. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. Do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Don't make it hollow. Don't misuse it. Get it right. And so that we would move. That we would move into actually being saved primarily from ourselves. Romans says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right? Acts 2.21, everyone calls on the name will be saved. Right? This, this beautiful moment of salvation, the study of salvation, soteriology, that we would actually get this so ingrained in us that we would move into a place of honor. But, but we, we unpack this. We unpack salvation. And we unpack peace, Jehovah Shalom. And we lift a banner of victory, Jehovah Nisi. And we become the righteousness of God, Jehovah Sidkenu. And all of these things begin to happen. And we understand the supply. And we understand the help that comes with knowing him. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it. They're saved. Man, how many times are we going to understand saving here but not understanding it here? Over and over and over again in scripture we see this. God, help us to understand. Stand with me real quick, please, across this place. Pastor Tony Evans, again, he said this. He said, we, when we honor and know and experience his names, we find the power to face life's circumstances. Because we're, we're walking into different rooms. The beautiful thing about God is, like, he's got all these rooms for himself. 
you're like, oh, man, I didn't, like I know this. I got this part of God. I feel like I've got this part down. And he goes, cool, let me take you to the other wing. And you're like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry, I got a whole lot more. He's trying to show us. So many of us got the wrong ideas about God. You think that he's trying to crush you. He's, he's up there just waiting like, a, like somebody with a, a big magnifying glass trying to fry you. That's, that's not him. There's a real judgment coming, but there's real love available, real hope, and real change is possible and necessary for us as we move forward in this next season. Would you bow your heads with me? Thank you for tuning into today's message. You can also watch this message on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Church Homestead. We hope you have a blessed week.